The following is a hoop ball presentation. All right, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Bold Statements, Not So Bold Predictions, where we've got receipts. It's our first live show. It's a season opening show. It's the pre pre eve eve of the season happening a few days. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm your host, Keith Cork, along with my fellow Bulls enthusiast and co-host, Mr. Trey Hill. Uh, how you doing today, Trey, man? You doing all right? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm excited for the season to get started. The Bulls had a good preseason, so it's always good. Yeah, man, that, I've been really enjoying watching those games. And we're joined today by a couple of truly special guests. Everyone, welcome Mr. Stan Sun from over at Razzball and my fellow hoopballer, Stephen Bagel from the NBA podcast and his new podcast on the Hoopball Network, guys. Go check it out, Bird Rights. Welcome, both of you. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing well, man. Honored to be here, man. It's uh, you know great company. Yeah, I'm doing well. I was just telling Trey, this is my first ever um, live pod, so I'm excited to be here and to talk some basketball with you guys. Yeah, man, our, our, my first live pod too, honestly, so uh, a little nervous, guys. Pardon any hiccups out there, but we'll get it figured out. Uh, son, why don't you uh, walk us through, man? I mean, I, I know you from Razzball, but um, I know you work in a – you have your iron in the fire in a bunch of different places, man. What do you got going on as far as projects go for this NBA season? Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm also writing for Fantasy Labs and DraftKings. Uh, so just, you know, touching on a bunch of sports over there. Um, you know, I started writing over at Razzball. So, um, you know, I, I'm the guy over there. I've brought on a bunch of new writers. So my my actual involvement, like writing, like, because I used to hammer out just a bunch of articles. Um, so now that I got a bunch of guys, you know, um, you know, writing like they're they're taking a lot of work over, so I'm more of kind of like just uh, managing and just doing a lot of like, preseason stuff. But yeah, man, I'm super excited for this season. Um, yo, Trey, now Bulls look good, man. I, you know, I really <laughs> love the additions, man. They 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 look good. Yeah, we've been talking on this show for a while, man, about how the um the Bulls are are just like they're better defensively than anyone gave them credit for, and offensively they're just like poof. It's like well, it I mean, be a I mean, they got the they got the guy Caruso, so you yeah. Know. Oh yeah, you got Caruso. <laughs> Caruso. Don't want to leave you out, Stephen. Man, why don't you tell us what you got uh, going on this NBA season? I know we mentioned a few pods, but uh, tell us a little bit about your background, what you got going on this season. So, as Keith just said in his introduction, I am the host of the NBA Bowl podcast. That's been going on for about this is going to be my third season with that podcast. Now, I just recently started a podcast on the Hoopball Network called Bird Rights. But right, so I'm trying to focus more on the front office and salary cap aspect of the um, NBA, where the NBA goes just more a general basketball podcast. I haven't yet dipped my toes into the water in regards to any writing gigs. I recently graduated law school in 2020, so I'm still in the process of taking and studying for the bar exam for multiple states, PA and Delaware right now. So... Because of that, I haven't really had a writing opportunity that I've been able to have time for on top of the two podcasts. But yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to grow with the Hoopball Network. We haven't had the official launch for Bird Rights yet. I'm going to release one more episode this week, and then we'll have the official launch for it. But you guys can definitely be on the lookout for that. 
Yeah, you got to go through that grind of uh, of getting the uh, the little promos or the uh, uh, premieres out there so that Dan can look it over and make sure it's all good. But uh, no, man, I'm excited. Actually, the salary cap it's it's really interesting to me because I was doing an NBA 2K league, which I told a few people about. It's um it's since folded, so unfortunately, I'm not doing it anymore. But um, we were trying to basically just assemble a team in NBA 2K and then have it just basically simulate the games and see how we did. And uh, there was a lot of crap I didn't know about trading and the NBA salary cap that like. I had to get real, really well versed on. So I'm excited to tune in, man, and, and check that out. But uh, yeah, guys, BSBP, bold statements, not so bold predictions. Uh, in case you guys haven't heard yet, uh, everyone gets to play, man, son, Steven. <laughs> You've both been loaded up with 100 creds, which is the starting point for everyone who comes on the show. You're going to use those 100 creds plus wagers on NBA game outcomes, player props, futures, and much, much more. And don't forget that you can get one. BS call each show. So if you disagree with somebody, uh, use it and make a bet with that person about whatever they're talking about. I know you guys probably don't have the air horn on your phones. Just let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll play that little little sound bit for you. But uh, Trey, Son, Steven, and I, obviously, guys, we're all fully credible right now because nothing's happened yet. The stinking season hasn't started. We are so antsy. But just in a few short days, we're going to have some NBA basketball again. And speaking of that, we have a few bets that will get resolved in the next few days, Mr. Trey. Um Let's recap some of the bets here. Um, actually, we've got two of them here. I've personally got one for Mr. Ben Simmons uh, playing his first game in 21-22 for the Portland Trailblazers. I got that at plus 1,000 odds. Uh, I'm not feeling so so confident <laughs> about that anymore. What do you guys uh, – uh, anyone uh, have any guesses as far as, like, if it's not the Sixers, which team Ben might play for? Um, I guess I'll start given that I'm the Sixers fan in the room and I yeah. actually, I'm actually a season ticket holder who currently can't sell a game to save my life. <laughs> no, 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 wrong with Ben Simmons. I can't even sell the, um, home opener against the Nets right now. Oh, geez. So, um, reports coming out of Philly, there was a lot of speculation that it was going to be Minnesota originally. Mm-hmm. So back in, I would say the end of August, I actually put, I think it was, Plus twelve hundred when I put Minnesota to be the first game he played for, right. or the first game he played for. Now there's a lot of reports from Keith Pompey, who is he works for the Philadelphia Inquirer, that Indiana is the team most engaging the Sixers, involving you know Malcolm Brogdon, Chris LeVert, something like that. But um, I say that because if it's not going to be the Sixers, I would say it's Indiana. But mm. he did practice with the team today. Doc Rivers did come out with the statement, so it's starting to look like after all this. He's going to be back with the team, and he's going to play in some capacity. And we'll do, yeah, and, and we're glad to have you here, man. Because yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, we're not Sixers fans, so we don't have that inside knowledge. I do follow Keith Pompey; he's a great guy to follow if you want Sixers um, news. But uh, you know, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit more about Ben Simmons later in the show. We're going to actually go through some uh, some trade scenarios here, so you'll be a, a good guy to bounce that off of. Um, but also, uh, Mr. Trey. You and I are both on Pistons at minus uh, – I'm sorry, Bulls at minus 2.5, the spread over the Pistons. Uh, we think they're going to you know, just crush this this young Pistons team, and actually that line has moved to minus 3 now, so we did create a little bit of value there. Um, but I'm feeling pretty good about that, man. Um, but, hey, Steven Sun, you guys, uh, did you guys get a chance to look at our wager tracking sheet before you got on the show? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. so did I. Cool. Did you guys see anything that you might want to ride with us or anything that you think is just totally bullshit? I mean, just call us out of it if you think so, man. What do you stop? So let's start with you, man. What do you what do you like on there? Yeah, I was really liking the Chicago one uh, over Detroit. You know, I mean, the Bulls, they beat them by three, 14, 12 points last year. Um, you know, they're a much improved team with uh, Ball, DeRozan and, you know, our guy, Caruso. Um, you know, Pistons are super young. You know, the guy got Cade. 
so I mean, it is kind of interesting, right? It's a home opener, so you right, you never know how that's going to work for Detroit. You know, they may be super amped, so I'm a little surprised the spread is that low. Uh, kind of you know gets my antennas up a little bit, but I just think that you know just yeah, they're just a, a better team, more complete team. So uh, I really like that one. Um, I, uh, in terms of the best, I think I saw. Wait, did you guys have? Uh, did you guys have Bucks? What? Uh, I think what Bucks at home probably, or? Uh, no, not yet. I don't think so. We haven't placed that one yet. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, I saw the Jalen Green under 20 points per game average, mm-hmm. and then the Jaron Jackson Jr. to have more yeah. uh, most improved votes than MPJ. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm taking the under. I'm smashing the under on the Jalen Green. You know, mm-hmm. 20 points. I mean, you know, since Stathead's been keeping track of stats, you know, 1948 George Mikan. You know, there's only been 45 rookies, you know, to average at least 20 points per game. Yeah. You know, you get you got KPJ, Christian Wood. I mean, they're both going to have usage rates in the 26% range. Mm-hmm. So he's just not going to have enough opportunity, you know, to get to that level. I mean, that's a massive number. Uh, and then the JJJ one, um, you know, he's just, he's just coming from a lower place than where MPJ is. You know, MPJ broke out last year. So, like, the room for him to, to grow is, is very limited. So, like, you know, in terms of like the risk reward, there's more room for regression than for actual improvement. Because I mean, MPJ was amazing last year, right? Whereas, yeah, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. He missed a lot of games, so he's out of the consciousness of, of of a lot of people's minds. You know, injuries have really you know derailed his career, and so the upside. I mean, you saw what he's been doing in the preseason. Um, so you know, just yeah, just the spread between where he's coming from to where he can be is just so much more massive that I just think that just. Uh, you know, gives them a better chance for you know MI peoples. Well, I like that. Those are uh, those are both my calls, so I'm, I'm I'm liking that that right there. Obviously, now JJJ's look fantastic in the preseason, man. So um, I'm really hoping that plays out for me. Uh, and obviously, he doesn't need to win; he just needs to get more b- votes uh, for MIP than than MPJ does, because that's a, a bet between Trey and I. So, um, Steven, what did you like, man? You like anything? You think anything's just completely off? Um, I do like the Bulls minus two and a half over the Pistons. I don't like when a bet seems too easy. <laughs> right. You know yeah. I mean? like, it seems like it's like a trap. Like Vegas is begging you to take Bulls two and a half. Yeah. But I mean, I have no reason. I think Detroit's just about they're a bottom four team in the league down there yeah. with Orlando, OKC, and Houston, probably. Mm-hmm. So it's it's gonna be tough to bet a team that bad ever again for Detroit. So I definitely like that one. The one that intrigued me the most, though, was the Nets will score more points per game than the Trailblazers. I think the Nets' offense is going to be historically good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just added Ken Thomas. So even if Kyrie Irving doesn't play this year, they still have Kevin Durant and James Harden, who are two of the best offensive players of all time. Yeah, They're adding the all-time leading scorer at Oak Hill Academy, which is nothing to scoff at in Cam Thomas. I mean, just the way they have a great offensive mind in Steve Nash at the helm. Um, I don't believe D'Antoni is still there, is he? I think he left. I'm not sure. Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure where D'Antoni is now. I think he's on I know he was just with him last year. I don't know. I know he took a few interviews. Mm-hmm. But um, And there's my brother-in-law commenting right now. <laughs> nice. But yeah, so... I definitely like that Brooklyn. I don't think any team could, you know, keep pace with that offense. Yeah. And then the one more, like, I'm going to agree with Sone here on the MPJ receiving mm-hmm. more votes than Jaron Jackson Jr. for most improved player. Because, and again, I am a huge Jaron Jackson fan. Like, on my big board, I think I had him number two behind Luka that year. Like, I love him. He's one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. But 
I have MP MPJ taking such a big jump this year. I actually, mm-hmm. just before I came on here, recorded my season preview for the NBA goal, and I have MPJ making an all-NBA team. Yeah, I think right. when Jamal Murray comes back, he's going to distinctly and clearly be the number three on this team behind Jokic and MPJ. That's a big, big jump I think MPJ makes. Yeah, I can't call BS there because uh, I totally see it happening, man. Uh, Mr. Trey, though, uh, quite a few people on my side of these bets, man. How are you feeling about all that? Well, I mean, last last time we had a guest, he was on my side, so it makes well, that's sense. my brother. He doesn't freaking count, man. He's, it makes, he's an idiot. <laughs> it makes sense that you picked people that were going to side with you. But I oh yeah, yeah, I did, I did handpick these guests, anyways. No, no, it's, that's right, guys. And just for all you guys out there listening and watching, uh, we're getting these odds off of my bookie, which is it's simply the best sports book around, guys. If you guys don't play there, I definitely suggest it. Just it. You can play it anywhere. Hassle free deposits, and then go. You know, enjoy their fully fledged casino platform. They offer lines and props across all sports. And if you sign up and enter the promo called Hoopball, that's H O O P B A L L, you get your first deposit match halfway up to your first thousand dollars. So, guys, you put in a thousand dollars, you get an extra five hundred. And right now, guys, guess what? You get a hundred percent guaranteed bet on this on the sports book. You can't you can't find this in many places, but courtesy of my bookie, right now you can put a maximum bet of twenty five dollars on their lock of the season bet. And guys, if any team scores. Yeah. That's right. Any team scores in a basketball game in the Nuggets versus Mavericks game, you win, and it's plus 100 odds. Uh, so it's a free $25. Um, so go get it. My bookie, sign up, use that promo code. But no, I know we, uh, I've been, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if you guys listened to the previous shows, but uh, I know Trey has been with me, and I've been pretty reticent to talk about this guy, Mr. Ben Simmons, because I think he's being a prima donna. Uh, I think this whole situation is just a freaking mess. But uh, now we're going to open up the floodgates. We're going to talk about this guy because obviously he showed up uh, during a preseason game, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, didn't announce it. Didn't tell anybody. I guess I, from what I heard, uh, I'm not sure if this is true, but Mr. Elton Brand had to actually open the door for him to get him, come into the facility. Uh, and then he had a COVID test and passed it. Um, so it's looking like he might, might rejoin the team. But uh, – we did get some news here from, I think it's Jake Fisher over at um, wherever he writes at. Okay. Um, but he did say that there are some uh, teams that are still interested in Mr. Ben Simmons. They say Cleveland, Detroit, Houston, Indiana, Minnesota, Portland, and Sacramento, San Antonio, and Toronto. So that's, what, eight teams? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, eight teams here that are still interested in Mr. Ben Simmons. So what I had you guys do before we jumped on here is go to our Mr. Uh, ESPN trade machine and find some trades that worked. And obviously – as I was saying before we started this thing, man, some of these uh, ESPN trade machine trades are just absolutely silly and, and, and laughable. So uh, feel free to take this with a grain of salt, guys. But uh, Mr. Trey, you haven't uh, you haven't been talking too much recently. How about you start us off, man? Who do you see for Cleveland? You see any good trades there? The obvious one to me is that's why they've kept Kevin Love around is they're hoping they can use his contract to get Ben Simmons. So I've got Kevin Love and Colin Sexton plus throw in some unprotected firsts. For Ben Simmons, it works in the trade finder. Uh, they get a point guard. They get a guard that can replace the guard minutes from Simmons. Kevin loves a big who can shoot, so he can at least stretch the floor around Embiid if they wouldn't happen to keep him. Uh, that's what I've got for Cleveland. Okay, and I mean, I mean, obviously Cleveland. Um, you know, Kevin Love. Uh, it, we have to question whether or not he's still got it, right? I mean, he hasn't really played a ton of minutes for them since he. Um, has basically been shot. I mean, he's been like half shut down. It's kind of weird. It's weird that he's even still on that team. So, um, anyone else got a, a good one for for Cleveland? Well, I thought you know, for me, I mean, the second one does make sense, but I, I kind of thought that Garland would have to be in that package because mm-hmm. I just don't think Maury's gonna 
you know, because it seems like, you know, he wants an all-star, right? Or he wants a prospective all-star, you know, like, so he kind of nuked the Indiana Pacers one when he said, you know, he's not really interested in Brogdon Levert, you know, the San Antonio one, he said he's not really feeling DeJounte Murray. So, you know, it's like if he's nixing those type of trades, then, you know, I agree. Love is, is the centerpiece of that because of the contract, you know, he's making what, over $31 million. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can see sex in two, but I kind of lean towards, I feel like Garland has to be, be in that package with, uh, with love. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know if the, if Cleveland wants to give up on Garland, I'm not sure if they yeah, want no, to, I but agree. yeah, I, I don't see it. So, and, and I think part of the reason I, had, I wanted us to go through this exercise is like, we've, we've got this news that eight teams are interested in, in Ben Simmons still, or they're inquiring. But, you know, what does that exactly mean? I mean, you can call somebody and say, hey, is Ben Simmons still available? Yeah, okay, that's inquiring. <laughs> you know, so it's like, but when you actually look at and dig into what these teams have to give for him, it's like not a lot of, not a whole lot of things work out. But I do have one that kind of interested me. And this is a three-teamer, actually. And I've got the, uh, it's the Cavaliers, the Sixers, and the Rockets. And I've got the Cavaliers are getting Ben Simmons uh, and Seth Curry. Sixers are getting John Wall and Colin Sexton. And the Rockets are getting Kevin Love, Shake Milton, uh, and they're also going to get uh, uh, Houston's going to get Cleveland's first round pick uh, in 20, 2026, which is a top fourteen protected. In this uh, in this scenario, also Philadelphia is going to get Cleveland's 20, 22 and twenty four first round picks. So basically, Cleveland's trading three first round picks uh, to get this happening. What do you guys think about that one? Any 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 love for that one? What, does that work for everybody? What, what what do you think, Mister Mister Sixers fan? What do you think about that one? I'm not big on adding bad money. Mm-hmm. I know people are saying Ben Simmons is, you know, a terrible contract. He has four years guaranteed plus a player option for all this money. I really don't know. I, I don't know if he plays up to the value of that contract, but I mean, John Wall, two years for 91 is yeah. it's a, lot. a lot to stomach. <laughs> it's crazy. So, I mean, I. As a Citrus fan, if that was a return, I would be extremely disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if there's a trade to be made with Cleveland. The trade mm-hmm. I came up with was Jetty Osman, Ricky Rubio, and Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. Because at least Ricky Rubio, he's on that expiring deal. Now that we have cash space anyway, we'll in the luxury tax. So even if we let him walk, we're still going to be a luxury tax team. But at least you know... Darius Garland or Colin Sexton, yes, that'd be the package. But at least you're not taking on all that bad money with... John Wall as well. I, yeah, I, don't, I, think, I don't love the deal I came up with just as much as I don't like the one that Keith came up with. Yeah, so, see, there's just not not a great deal there. But uh, yeah, my thinking with John Wall was, um, you know, they, they could obviously um, it's a lot easier to buy out a contract that's just two years, um, you know, left on the contract as opposed to one that's got four years or whatever. But you know, if he's going to get a buyout, then he might as well just do it with with the Rockets. So. Um, I don't think it's going to work out either in that way. But um, the other thought I had was, you know, if the Sixers thought maybe John Wall still had it, um, obviously we've seen him play. He probably doesn't. So I'm not buying that one either, but uh, that's the best thing I can figure out, guys. So, um, but anyways, Detroit, who's got a good one for Detroit? Um, I think I got a decent one. (laughs) Again, as a Sixers fan, I don't love it, but Detroit has enough young pieces that you could maybe get a win now piece or two in addition to some of those young assets. So I have Ben Simmons, and then I threw in um, Georges Niang to make salary work for mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant, Kelly Olynyk, Killian Hayes, and Sadiq Bay. Okay. So as a Sixers fan, I'm able to tell myself, okay, we're getting Jeremy Grant back. Another Ben Simmons has shown he might be the most versatile defender in the NBA. 
Mm-hmm. I think he last year should have won Defensive Player of the Year, and I can't mm-hmm. stand the guy, and I still think that. <laughs> but um, Jeremy Grant, you know, he's a very switchable guy. I have 24 points a game last year, so he's a more offensive hub than Ben Simmons is, at least. You're still getting a stretch four, stretch five in Olenek to either play alongside Embiid or take the minutes when he's on the bench. And then Killian Hayes is a developmental project, and Sadiq Bay just made all of rookie first team, and he's a Villanova guy, so I'm sure the Sixers are very familiar with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of low on Killian Hayes myself personally, but um, he is a project for sure. So uh, I'm not sure they get enough back in that. If, they, if they're really truly win now, I'm not sure if that's you know I, enough for them to get back. But I, like you said, it's not your favorite. One but. of the bottom dwellers in the league doesn't really yeah. have a whole lot to. Yeah, son. It sounded like you had might have had a, a good one or something. Yeah, thoughts. no, I, I actually like that one uh, as well because my package pretty much had you know Grant, Killian Hayes, Corey Joseph. Mm-hmm. So I really like the inclusion of uh, Olinik in that one. Um, so yeah, I, I think that package is is definitely more palatable than the one I, I thought of. I just feel like, like I said, I just think Maury, you know, from all indications is you know like he wants to start back, right? So you know who's their star, Kate Cunningham, but you know Detroit, they're not getting rid of Kate Cunningham, right? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I, I have a hard time seeing any type of scenario working, but um, yeah, I do like the Grant Hayes and Alanis one. You got a good one, Trey? No, I had mine was almost the same as his. I just had Grant Hayes and Bay for Simmons. I didn't have Olenek included. I, I think Olenek's really underrated. So as a oh, yeah. Sixers fan, it was smart of you to, to nab him in that trade, and I think that he'd play really well in whatever system he's in. Yeah, son knows my son knows my love for Kelly Oak. He's my uh, he's my secret boyfriend. That's right. Uh, I love I love grabbing him in all in all fantasy formats. So um, no man, but uh, I did actually have Kate Cunningham in mind, guys. I did because um, my thought process was if Detroit's like going to trade, one. what's that? I like that one as a six. He's taking oh, yeah. that. I'm sure, I'm sure you would. Well, you're not gonna, you're not going to like it though. But you're not going to like it because here here I'm I'm taking the assumption that the Sixers want to win now, and I'm taking the assumption that if the Pistons are trading for Ben Simmons. They're also trying to uh, win relatively soon, not maybe not now, but in the next few seasons. So I've got Pistons getting Ben Simmons. I've got the 76ers getting Bradley Beal, and I've got the Wizards are involved in this. They're getting Jeremy Grant, and they're getting Cade Cunningham because um, in my scenario, this is also the Wizards, and I think I fully think they're going to be trying to blow it up uh, sometime near the, their trade deadline because I don't think they're a good team, honestly. I think that people are kind of overrating them. So, And in this scenario, I also have the Pistons sending Philadelphia a couple of second-round picks as well. So um, what are your thoughts on that one, uh, Mr. Mr. Sixers fan? I guess you're my go-to here, my, my <laughs> sounding board. Hey, Daryl Moore's been saying he's holding out for – a star, he's been holding out for Dame Lillard, and if not Dame Lillard, then Bradley Beal. So mm-hmm. I don't care what the Pistons do with their team. I don't care what <laughs> – I care about the Sixers. So I think grabbing mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, that's a home run. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if the Pistons would, you know, be willing to trade Kate to get Ben Simmons, but mm-hmm. anything that nets Bradley Beal, I'll be content with. As long as, you know, we have Bradley Beal to pair with Embiid. Yeah. yeah that, that's, a nice, that's a nice duo right there. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think – um, Game would be even better than Bradley Beal. I think yeah. they probably have to send the the Pistons some picks somewhere in there since they were the ones sending yeah. out two players. But yeah. that's yeah. that's an that's an excellent deal. Yeah, um, we'll have to think about that a little bit more. But hey, hey I got a good one. There we go. There we go. So uh, let's move on to Houston here. Anyone got a good one for Houston? I mean, the one I had was. I mean, I don't know if Houston does this, but I mean, there's got to be. I, I I guess a third team would have to be in there. But I mean. Christian Wood, Eric Gordon, KPJ. I mean, that's probably a lot, probably too much for Simmons. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, the salaries match. 
you know, obviously, I think it's fine for for Philly, right? You get a up and coming point guard, a stretch big and wood who can play alongside Embiid, but also if Embiid goes down or needs rest, like he could play the five as well. Um, you know, Gordon, whatever, you know, he could shoot, whatever. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know if Houston does that because you know, obviously, it's a lot to give up. So maybe you know, if a third team can get in there, uh, maybe give them some more. But yeah, that's that was the most uh, appealing one that I saw. Anyone got a better one? I had the if that's the high end offer for Houston, my I've got the low end offer for Houston that's similar uh -huh. to that. I've got Gordon, DJ Augustine, KPJ, uh, Usman Garuba, who is supposed to maybe develop into like a poor man's Draymond, and then uh, a first round pick next year. Okay. Okay. You, you you keep Wood, you keep Green, you keep uh, Shingun, you'd add Simmons. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't really get the the Houston um, desire to have Ben Simmons on the squad. They have such young. I mean, no one's really in a, a develop. You know, going to be developing in the next like two or three seasons to be uh, a star or anything like that. So um, it, it's kind of a weird fit. But go go ahead. Do you have anything, Stephen? Yeah, I was going to say if Houston wanted Ben Simmons, they had a good offer for Ben Simmons and took the offer for Harden instead that the Nets gave. Figuring out oh, yeah. more bites at the apple. They're getting four firsts and three swaps. And they could have had Christopher Verde and Jared Allen instead they took all the depot, which obviously is a disaster. But I guess they wanted the cap flexibility, knowing all the depot would probably walk rather than having Laverde locked up and knowing they'd have to pay Jared Allen. But they could have had Ben Simmons and they didn't want him. I think Ben yeah. Simmons and Tyrese Maxey or Thibault with the first and swaps is a better offer than what the Nets gave. Yeah. So I don't know how much Houston wants to, you know, deal with Maury and bail him out, but they don't want to give Maury Harden, it seems like. Now you know that they're getting the best player on the trade. Maybe the tables have turned a little bit. I ended up coming up with Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, Denor House, and probably a pick or two, which mm -hmm. I don't think Houston's in position to give up any picks. You know, mm -hmm. they're completely building from the ground up. I don't think they would want to give up. Even if the pick's protected, I don't know how interested the Sixers would be in a protected pick from them because it's not going to convey for years. But, yeah, that's I didn't want to include a John Wall because, as I said, I don't think Daryl's going to want to take on bad money. Yeah. So that was the best thing I was able to come up with for them. Well, the Rockets, and, I, and this stuff is always so fluid because you've got protections and everything like that, but the Rockets do have two – uh, first round picks next year and then two the following year in 2023 also. So they do have some picks to play with if they'd like to. And if you're going to get Ben Simmons, I don't, I don't think he really turned it down. Um, I know we've, you know, whatever reservations you have about Ben, um, like you said, he's, he's very versatile defender, um, which is very important to his NBA. And um, you know, if he can just get the jump shot worked out, um, I mean, he can be a very special player. So um, I don't know. I think they might, they might part with some of those, uh, those picks, but you guys have better, better trends than me. Let's move on to, Indiana, the Pacers. Uh, who's got a good one? Anyone got a good one for Indiana? I actually have a four-teamer. Okay, four-teamer. Let's go. And yeah. I don't know. It's always, I like it. Get <laughs> everyone to agree on a four-teamer. I know I tweeted this before, and some Pacers fan were like, "Oh, what the hell, man? I don't like this." <laughs> so we'll see. But I have the Pacers getting Ben Simmons, mm -hmm. Harrison Barnes, and Shake Milton. I have the Sixers getting Chris LeVert, Malcolm Brogdon, and a first-rounder from Indiana. I have the Kings getting DJ Augustine and DeMontis Sabonis. Mm -hmm. Just because wow. I don't know how well Sabonis, Turner, and Simmons all fit together. So right. I figured let's trade one of them. And then Marvin Bagley going to Houston. Okay. 
Marvin so, Bagley going yeah, to Houston. Pacers fans were like, oh, we're giving up a two-time all-sorts of bonus and LaVert and Drogdon, and we're only getting Ben Simmons, Harrison Barnes, and Shake Milton. But they're yeah. getting potentially the best player in the entire deal. They're getting Harrison Barnes, who he's not better than Malcolm Brogdon or Christopher, but he's definitely more durable. You're getting mm-hmm. the two injury-prone players to mm-hmm. getting somebody who you know what you have in Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the Pacers fans are really just big on uh, on Sabonis. So that's probably where the sticking point was. I actually had the other uh, Pacer in this. Let me scroll down there. I had Mr. Miles Turner because they do have to get they have to get one of those rid of those, rid of one of those big men if they're going to trade for Ben yeah. Simmons because that that spacing is just not going to work. So um, I actually have a three teamer. I have the Pacers are getting Ben Simmons. And that's it. They're just getting Ben Simmons. Um, the Seventy Sixers are getting uh, Porzingis and uh, Malcolm Brogdon. So 76ers are getting Przingis and Brogdon for Simmons. Uh, and then the Mavericks are getting uh, Miles Turner, and they're getting uh, Seth Curry and Isaiah Joe. Uh, and Dallas is sending a 2022 first-round pick to Philadelphia also. Um, I love the pairing. I, I think Miles Turner would be fantastic on the, on the Mavericks. And I think Porzingis um, is probably undervalued on the Mavericks, but um, I could see him being a stretch, uh, you know, stretch four next to, to Embiid on the Sixers. Uh, and of course, Brogdon. Obviously, they they need to get a point guard back in any deals if they want to compete now. So, um, what do you guys think about that? Is that a good one, or I like it. But what's the combined over under on the number of games KP and MB play together? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's a good question because uh, <laughs> they're both going to play probably 50, 60 games. Uh, I don't know, but you get one uh, starting center start. out of the two. Yeah. Well, they also get a first round pick though, so I I, I don't know. May, may, I guess that there is some risk there involved, but uh, Ben Simmons doesn't want to play for the Sixers. So, <laughs> you guys got a lot more creative than I did. Yeah. Uh, I also questioned whether Simmons, Sabonis, and Turner could play together, mm-hmm. especially Sabonis. Turner's actually got a decent three point shot. So, I, I would just went Sabonis and Warren for Simmons. Giving up, giving up Sabonis. He's a he's a better player than Brogdon. So instead of adding Lavert in there, I, I put Warren. You could also do Sabonis and Lavert. It works cap wise also. I but I'm with I'm with Gel on that. I don't see a fit of those three together in Indiana. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, Minnesota. What about a good one from Minnesota? Who's got one? I've got a, another three teamer. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> of course, I've got I've got a million of them. But anyways, um, no. So, so this is the Sixers, uh, Minnesota, and the, the Trailblazers are in it too. Uh, and you'll like this one, uh, Mr. Stephen Bagel. Uh, the Sixers get Damian Lillard, <laughs> so they get they get their big prize. I you're doing something similar. Yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so Timberwolves get uh, obviously Ben Simmons. So there's just basically a swap there. Um, and then the Trailblazers are getting Malik Beasley, uh, Patrick Beverly to make the salary work. Um, Jaden McDaniels. And uh, Nasri, or is it Jalen McDaniels? One of the McDaniels and Nasri. Um, so they're getting a bunch of young players, and they're also going to get. Um, um, sorry, Minnesota is going to be sending, uh, yeah, two first round picks to Portland in this one also. So this is assuming that the Portland Trailblazers are saying, okay, so this might happen close to the deadline, but they're saying, hey, the, you know, uh, Dame's time is up. No more Dame time. Past name time now. Uh, we're blowing this up and we're rebuilding. They're getting a bunch of first-round picks and some young talent. Beasley's only 24, I think. Uh, McDaniel's obviously 23 or 22, somewhere in there. Um, Nas Reed, I think, is a young a young big that's that's pretty talented. Uh, Minnesota and Philadelphia are also doing a, a pick swap. Uh, the rights are to, for a pick swapper for Philadelphia. What do you guys think about that one? Obviously, Mr. Mr. Stephen Bagel, you like that one because you get Dame Lillard, right? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, 
That's that's a lot. That was just a lot to take. That man, that's yeah. the goal though, is to get Dame or Beal. That's mm-hmm. the, that's more that's than the end goal. Yeah. Well, it definitely works. It works for the Timberwolves because they they've stated they don't want to get rid of uh, Anthony Edwards. They don't want to get rid of Carl Anthony Towns. Um, and then uh, uh, who else would they say? Oh, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, they don't want to get rid of D'Angelo Russell. So they don't have to get rid of any of those guys. What they're giving is they're giving a lot of draft. Because if you don't get rid of those guys, you got to get rid of draft capital. So um, that was my best one for the for the Timberwolves. Let's go on to, though. I think Portland's probably a little bit more um, enticing. Um, so Portland, guys, give me – I want each of your best takes. Son, what do you got, man, for Portland? Yeah, man, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to get Dame, at least, you know, until the trade deadline, right? Because I just don't see why – Portland is going to get rid of Dame now. Like they want to see what they have here. They're going to run it, and you know they're going to see how how it fits. If they you know don't don't perform up to expectations, then I think towards the trade deadline, then um, you know there's going to be a lot of interest in the parties, right? And I think they'll get more value for him then. Um, so yeah, I just don't see I just don't see Dame moving at this time. What do you What do you think, uh, Mr. Trey? I've just got McCollum and then maybe their 22 first and their 23rd first. You could do, you know, do a swap for that one. Mm. I, I also don't see Dame going anywhere unless, yeah. again, unless he just asks, they start terribly, you know, maybe they're five and 17 and Dame says, look, I got to get out of here. Yeah. But other, other than that, I just don't see it. I think the McCollum Ben Simmons swap that everyone's been talking about for months now, it makes sense. And it's the most likely Portland trade in my eyes. Who plays point guard um, for the Sixers if they get McCollum uh, there, Stephen? Is it is it Maxi? I mean, is Maxi going to go out on a deal? You think or I think Maxi would only go out in a deal if it were for Dame. Uh-huh. So right. I think if it's CJ, I think we're pretty spot on saying it'd be CJ and a first for Ben. Or if you know it would be Dame, it would probably be Ben, Maxi, Thibel, plus a pick and probably a swap or two. So I think if it's just CJ, I think. It's just, I think it would probably be Maxi starting at points, CJ playing off ball, and Seth Curry coming off the bench. Just because it's such a small front court or such a small backcourt, if you have CJ and Seth Curry playing together, Maxi right. and Seth is already small enough. Right. But so I just think it'd be such a defensive liability on a team that, like, they have a defensive identity. Obviously, with Ben and Embiid and Thibault, that's three all NBA defenders last year. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. So I think that would, you know, kind of be detrimental to the defense. Yeah, I'm big on Thibel, man. He's a, he, I think he's a nice, uh, a nice, a nice role player. He's not going to be a star or anything like that, but uh, I like him a lot. Um, so do you, do you have a better one for the Trailblazers or? Uh, the Trailblazers is the one I just said. It would be Dame for Ben Simmons, Maxi Thibel, a first, and probably a swap or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dame closer to the trade deadline is gonna you know, put in that formal trade request. He kind of has dropped hints saying, I want to see what Portland does this year before, you know, right. making any decisions on my future. And Portland couldn't even go into the luxury tax for him. They mm-hmm. signed Norman Powell to an $80 million deal. But other than that, they just did a few things around the edges, the Cody Zellers, the Tony Snells. They, they didn't really make that huge move that showed Dame, look, we are committed to winning. They just mm-hmm. retained the same guys that Dame isn't satisfied with. And didn't even, you know, wasn't even willing to go into the luxury tax to prove that to him. Mm-hmm. So I think the writing's on the wall for Damon Portland. I just think it's going to, as Trey said, maybe they start the year like 5 and 12 or something. Maybe mm-hmm. not that bad. But even if they're like 8 and 9, 8 and 10, Dame's going to practice every day seeing these guys. And he's like, you know what? I'm really not going to get it done with these guys. As, mu- as much as I love the city here, as much as I want to win here, 
it's just it's not going to work. So, um, Trailblaze, I, I, and how do you guys think, think about this um, or feel about this? I should say, um, according to Stephen A. Smith of ESPN, there was already a deal on the table with the Portland Trailblazers. I thought was pretty darn good. This is why I put my plus one thousand bet down. Um, they offered C.J. McCollum, Robert Covington, and a twenty twenty four or a first round pick. It wasn't there wasn't specified which which first round pick. Um, I mean, I think that's decent. I ran it through the ESPN trade machine. The salaries didn't work, so you have to throw about $2 million in salary on the Sixers side of that. So they've got, like, Jaden Springer down there who's a rookie. Um, you know, if they're trying to win now with uh, with McCollum and all that, then they might not necessarily need him. So I threw him in here. Um, but I, 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 CJ McCollum and Robert Covington and, and a first-round pick, that's a pretty good haul for Simmons, don't you think? Yeah, I do like yeah. that. Yeah, I think Trey yeah. was. I think Trey was kind of on that same route as well, right? So yeah, um, that, yeah. Covington's a nice asset to add in there, and Covington yeah. would help with that defense you lose from Ben. He's yeah. a great off-ball defender, even though Ben's yeah. a better on-ball guy. But figure you put Covington at the three alongside Tobias and Embiid, shifting any Green over to the two. Maxi starts a point guard, and then you bring Seth Curry off the bench, so you know you, you avoid that small backward I was just talking about. Right. Yeah. 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 Covington's uh, pretty underrated as far as uh, everything, as far as basketball goes because he doesn't put up those flashy stats. Um, okay. Let's lump these last three together uh, just based on time here. Sacramento, San Antonio, Toronto. Uh, Ichiya, give me your best uh, best trade here with one of these three teams. Who do you like, Trey? Uh, I've got three teams. Sacramento, Buddy Heald, and Davian Mitchell. Okay. Davian Mitchell and Buddy Heald. Um, you get like a defensive that. guard with Mitchell. Oh, I like yeah. You get Buddy Heald, who is one of the the top five, ten best three point shooters in the league. At, mm-hmm. I thought it was a good haul. I like that was one of my favorite ones that I came up with. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. What do you got, Stephen? I actually had for Sacramento Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton, so I was on a similar trajectory as yeah. I just think Halliburton, you know, has a much higher ceiling than Davion mm-hmm. Mitchell. And for that reason, that's why I did that. My favorite one, though, I don't think Masai Ujiri would do it, but I have Toronto, Ben Simmons, and we'd give them a first as well for Fred Van Vliet and OG Ananobi. Nice. If you're expecting OG Ananobi take that huge step this year, Fred Van Vliet, as I know I keep talking about having small guard next to Seth Curry, but I mean, I think that'd be an awesome haul for the Sixers to get. I don't even think Toronto would do it, so that's more wishful thinking as a Sixers fan. Yeah, well, I actually have that same one, so uh, I don't think you're far off, man. I think I think it's um, it may make sense to me, like you said. I'm not a Toronto fan, so but uh, anyways, Sutton, what do you got over there? Yeah, I'm on a similar tip. You know, um, at first I was like, you know, Fox and Bagley, but I just don't think because I think Moore is gonna want like Fox, right? Like that's what he's gonna shoot for. Mm-hmm. I just don't see Sacramento, you know, going to that. So, um, you know, I'm with either Halliburton or Devon Fox. You know, it just Either one, I think, is with Fields is definitely interchangeable. It's just a matter of you know which way they want to go. So I, I really like both of those. Toronto, I was on the Fred Van Vliet tip too. I just don't think OG. I couldn't put OG in there. Just I just don't see Masai <laughs> getting rid of him. You know, like he's about to break out. Um, yeah, I mean he's gonna want a haul for him. Yeah, I just don't see that. But I could see Fred Van Van Vliet in some sort of package there. So I'm on that tip. Uh, it's just a matter of what are the pieces you know you could you know go around them because like. You know, Malachi Flynn, I mean, you know, some yeah. say he's a, a Van Vliet clone, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. But, yeah, OG, I, there's there's no way. There's no way you get rid of OG. <laughs> no, yeah, OG is uh, – yeah, he's, he's looking so great this preseason. But, no, I think Fred Van Vliet is very, um, very intriguing over there on the Sixers. Uh, I got one here for San Antonio. Actually, this is kind of one of my favorite ones of, of these last three teams. Um, I don't know if San Antonio is going to want to give up this much. I, I don't think they would. My, my heart tells me no. But uh, they get Ben Simmons, and they give uh, the Sixers. It's just between these two. They give the Sixers uh, DeJounte Murray, 
Derek White and Keldon Johnson. And, um, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers can maybe flip them a, a first rounder uh, or a couple second rounders or something just to make it a little bit more even. Um, but yeah, I, I think Derek White's, uh, you know, don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I'll say that much. I know in fantasy, I'm looking to grab him pretty much everywhere. Um, DeJounte Murray, I think, you know, I don't know if he has necessarily a high ceiling uh, and he does have those shooting issues um, just like kind of Ben Simmons does, but uh, I think he's a pretty darn good player. And then Keldon Johnson, they're just throwing this in. Um, you know, I think he's got a lot of promise. So um, I don't know. Is that giving up too much for Ben Simmons? Probably, <laughs> probably too much at this point. Um, but no, that's, that's cool, man. Um, what Ben Simmons needs guys is he needs some confidence and you know how he can get some confidence manscaped. So listeners, watchers, whoever you are out there, unlock your confidence with the performance package 4.0 inside. You'll find the Holy grail of men's grooming items. They've made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine, get 20% off and free shipping with the code with the promo code hoopball 20 at manscaped.com guys. That's hoopball 20. Uh, a little bit of manscape action, guys. No, it's uh, it's awesome. I actually kind of wanted to turn our attention that we did get a few um, comments here. Uh, Trey, you able to put the, you said you able to put those up on the board, right? Yeah. Uh, did you just want me to start at the top? Yeah. Let's get that. Let's get that top one for Mister uh, Native Sun Gardens. There, uh, he says, "Cheers." I'm curious, y'all's summation of the quality of this year's draft compared depth compared to the last few. What do you What do you guys think? Anyone Anyone got an opinion about that one? Um. I typically, I as I've told you guys, I am a pretty big college basketball and NBA draft guy. Right. Um, I typically don't really get into the draft around Christmas time. Once you know these guys are starting to do conference play and they're acclimated more to the college teams, that's when I really start digging into the draft. So I don't know if I could attest to how deep it is compared to previous years. But what I can say is that it's not at the top like it was this year with Cade and Evan Mobley and Jalen Suggs and Scotty Barnes and Jalen Green. I mean, I think all five of those guys, or at least four of them, would be the number one pick this year. Well, you have Paola Bonchero and Chet Holgren probably at the top, and Jalen Hardy probably as well. So it's not as deep at the top, I would say, from what I know. So you don't think, uh, as far as so you, you don't think there's gonna be as many like all stars as other other draft classes, basically. But there's gonna be more role players. Is that is that kind of more kind of like what you're saying? Or I would say there's not as much star power in this draft as you know. There's no Zion Williamson. There's no John Morant. There's not even I don't think a Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green. So yeah. I mean I like Paolo Banchero a lot. He's mm. a yeah. big man who could stretch the floor, handle a little bit, pass. At 6'11", he's going to be awesome for Duke. Chad Holgum, I think, needs to gain 40 pounds. Otherwise, he's not going to be more than Christoph Porzingis. But so that's what I would say is that there's definitely not that stall-powered. And we talked about that with the Anthony Edwards and the Mellow Ball draft class that, oh, this draft class is weak because there's no star at the top. Quite a few few pretty good players in there, obviously. (laughs) That class ended up being really deep. So yeah. This draft, it's got four of the top five guys are going to be bigs in the league, which I think is unique compared to the last few drafts. Mm. Um, other than other than the top five or six, though, I think it really thins out compared to these last few drafts. I, I don't think we're, you're going to find as many role players. Uh, like, I think this last year with Kate Cunningham, I, like Josh Christopher went somewhere in the 40s. Um, uh, who, Sharif Cooper for the Hawks went, yeah, went for yeah. You're not you're not getting that kind of value in this upcoming draft, but if yeah. if you need a big, this might be the year that you look into trading up because there's there's four guys that are six ten or bigger that are, that I think are going to be all star to starting caliber guys on a good team. Mm. 
Mike, Mike, Mike in my out my BS here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's it's good, man. I uh, no, I like it. Let's throw up uh, Mr. Sean Lawler's uh, comment here. Mr. Uh, Mr. Sean Lawler says Raptors win the Atlantic. That's his bold take. I think he's uh, a Raptors fan, guys. You think he's a Raptors fan? <laughs> do you know this or do you think this? That's I know this. He is a Raptors know. fan. Oh yeah. Uh, I think we're he's both big on, on Scotty the... Barnes. He is. He's big, he, yeah. yeah, he loves Scotty Barnes. He loves he how he's acclimated he's to the city. Um, yeah. So he's drinking that Kool Aid. Are you guys drinking the Raptors Kool Aid? <laughs> I don't know if I'm drinking it that hard, Mr. Sean, but uh, but no, we, I think we're both riding that over on their on their win totals. So I think we're both uh, Trey and I are both pretty high on them. Uh, the, what do you guys think? Under was 35. What do you guys think on their over under? What did you say it was? 35. I believe I had them at 38 wins. It's hard to go under. I think I would just stay away from it because I think they're going to hit about yeah. 36 ish wins. Yeah, 35.5. I bet over because I can't bet under with how well coached they are. You know, Masai Ujiri. But I mean, Siakam is missing what? At least the first 20, 25 games of the year. Yeah. Chris Boucher is starting the year hurt. Mm-hmm. I do think OG takes a step. I think Scotty Barnes is going to have to play through his rookie mistakes while Siakam is out. He's probably starting. So I don't know. I, I'm skeptical because, as I said, the starting the year hurts. And then Kyle Lowry is gone, and that's a big loss. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I we, we talked about that a little bit before. I think Fred Van Vliet is totally ready to do I mean, he just – he did last season. Kyle Lowry didn't play a whole lot. And, um, you know, <clears throat> Fred Van Vliet pretty much is a similar player. I mean, there are some things that he's less – not as good at as, as Kyle Lowry. Uh, some things he's better at. I think Fred Van Vliet's a better player right now. I think – Kyle Lowry's on, uh, decidedly on the downside trajectory of his career. Um, I know we've talked about the Heat uh, obtaining Kyle Lowry. I don't think it's that big of a, a boon to them, honestly. So um, I'm not as high on the Heat as other people are. But, uh, Sonny, any any uh, thoughts about the, the Raptors or the Heat, I guess? Yeah, for the Raptors, I think it's going to take some time, right, because there's a lot of new – the situation is new. And, you know, I, I saw a quote over the, over the summer, you know, Van Vliet, like kind of describing the struggles that Siakam had you know, he's basically saying, like, you know, there's a hierarchy, right? So Siakam, he got elevated into a role, but, you know, like, he's trying to be the alpha dog, but Kyle Lowry was still there. So, you know, like, he didn't really, like, he didn't get into that comfort zone, right? So this year, you know, he's going to be in that role, but, you know, he's missing 20 games, right? And then Van Vliet's going to be in that role. So not only is Siakam missing games, but then when he comes back, it's going to take time for them to gel, uh, things of that nature, you know, you know, Scotty Barnes, a rookie, so you know it's gonna take him to adjust to the team. So I just think there's gonna be some, you know, time for, uh, you know, just kind of just getting everyone getting used to each other. Uh, so that in of itself, you know, is gonna knock down some some wins for them. But I do think the line, the numbers, is a pretty sharp line. Um, there's there's really no edge to go, you know, either way. Uh, yeah. You know, just a lot, a lot of unknown, a lot of time that's going to be taken. Well, I think one intangible, I don't know if you guys mentioned this or not, but um, one intangible we're not really taking into much account is that, you know, they played every single game as an away game last season. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's so um, that's another thing. You know, I think they're, and I think if I recall, one of their players I remember seeing on Twitter um, has much better home games than away games. It might be, uh, might have been OG or might have been uh, Pascal. But, anyways, so that's another thing just to, to kind of take into account there. But uh, Trey and I are both riding that over. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's it for the comments. But uh, we're going to move on now, guys, to our. Uh, we've got NBA games in a, in a few days here, uh, ninth, on the 19th of October. So I wanted to just kind of review those games, see where you guys lean on there. If you guys feel strongly enough about them, you know, feel free to, to place a bet on this show. Obviously, we're just uh, using some credits on the show here. 
But man, the 19th of October, we've got Nets at Bucks at 7.30 p.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time. Uh, and um, I don't have the lines up here, but who um, who are you leaning to there, Mr. Trey? Are you leaning either way on the uh, Nets and Bucks? Um, I believe it's the Bucks. Plus, was it Bucks plus one? Uh, one? I saw minus one. Minus one. Okay. Change, yeah, no, no, you're right. No, yeah, it, start, it started even, and I think yeah, I, mean, I don't think you can play one. that spread, really. So <laughs> you might as well just yeah. take the money line. So <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Right now, it's Bucks minus one on ESPN. Yeah, I okay. like the Bucks for the the first game. Uh, I also like the Warriors plus four. I think the Lakers have shown that it's going to take them a little while to gel, and I think the Warriors with Steph Curry and Poole are coming out to kind of prove that they missed the playoffs last year, but they're they're right in the thick of it this year. Yeah, I'm on the exact same tip too. Um, you know, the Lakers defense, especially the perimeter defense. Uh, significantly degraded this year. You know, they went for more shooting. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of new pieces, so it's going to take time. And like you said, you know, Curry, I mean, he hits one three, two threes, right? Then the spread is those. So, yeah, I like the plus 4.5 as well. Okay, yeah, you're talking about the, the uh, Warriors-Lakers there. Yeah, Warriors-Lakers, like, yeah. 10, yeah. 10 o'clock Eastern, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I definitely think the uh, the Lakers win that one. Um, the money line there on, on my book is at minus 170. The spread's minus four for the Lakers. Um, for the Nets Bucks, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, who's gonna win that game? Who knows? I mean, um, Kyrie being out might le- make me lean a little bit towards the Bucks, but uh, the Bucks might have that hangover from from you know playing uh, so long into the off season and, w- and winning a championship, and it's gonna be a ring night, I'm sure. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm staying away. I'm not betting either side of that. Um, but it's gonna be a good game. I'm excited to see that uh, open. Any thoughts there, Mr. Uh, Stephen Bagel, about either of those games? Warriors, Lakers, or Nets, Bucks? Bucks? Um, Nets, Bucks. I don't have much. Like, it's the same thing you said. It's honestly that's why it's going from plus one to minus one. It, it's basically a pick. Mm-hmm. So that one, I'm really not sure. I do like the Warriors plus four, plus four and a half, whatever it is, depending what sportsbook you look at, because the Lakers already had injuries and. I've had a guest on the NBA goal that has said the only thing stopping Lakers this year is going to be osteoporosis. <laughs> I mean, the Lakers are so old. Trevor Rees is already out. Taylor Horton Tucker is 20 years old, the youngest guy on the team. He just had surgery. Wayne Ellington just got an injury. So, like, their depth is already, like, on life support. And the season <laughs> hasn't started yet. So, yeah. for that reason, I would go Golden State. Mm. There is one game I do like on the 20th. So, are we going to get into that? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, we got our BSBP locks, guys. Let's get our locks in. Um, anything that you guys like, I'll let you start, Stephen. But anything you guys like between you know, the nineteenth and the twentieth games, or if it's futures, or if it's player props, whatever you see out there, throw it at me, man. What do you got? Okay, there's two I like. Mm-hmm. The first one. Do we know if Jalen Brown is playing on opening night, given he has COVID? They haven't said. Uh, they haven't said yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, if Jalen Brown plays, I'm sure the line would obviously shift then. Even without him, I still think I like the Celtics plus one against the Knicks on the 20th. Yeah. Um, the Knicks, I know they were the four seed last year, and Julius Randle had this all-NBA second-team campaign. I just Regression is bound to happen. I know R.J. Barrett should be better than he was last year, but Julius Randle will never be that good again. Derrick Rose, I don't think will ever be that good again. Kemba Walker, I think, is going to regress as well. If, you know, he already had a pretty bad year last year. So I just I just think the Celtics are a better team. And I like them plus – I like the Celtics plus one, even if Jalen Brown doesn't play. The other – there's a future I like as well, and that's mm-hmm. Terrence Mann winning okay. most improved player 
Uh, I believe I looked on FanDuel because sports betting is now legal in PA, so that's the sports book I use. (laughs) Perfect. And um, I believe it's plus 4,500 right now. Oh, wow. So, given how well he played in the playoffs last year after Kawhi went down, I think he's going to be the clear number two on that team behind Paul George, even if he comes off the bench. Mm -hmm. I don't want to bet him six man of the year because I think he's going to end up starting too many games. But I do love Terrence Mann at plus 4,500 to win most improved player. Fair enough. All right, Mr. Uh, Mr. Trey, you got any locks for us, man? Um, I'm actually, I've got a four team tease that I'm going to put a unit on. It's uh, it's going to move the, it's a four point tease. So it, it's going to make the bulls plus one over the pistons. Okay. You've got the wolves minus a half point against the rockets. Okay. You've got the blazers minus a point and a half over the Kings. So they have to win by two. And you've got the 76ers plus a half point against the uh, Pelicans. All right. And so I'll bet a unit to win 2.35 units. 2.35. Okay. I was wondering what the odds were there. Okay. Fantastic. Any, any other locks you got for us? That's, that's the only one I've got. I've still got the bulls plus two and a half, but yeah, it's moved already. So that, that's the, that's the one that I'm actually placing a bet on. Okay. And son, what do you got, man? You see anything you like out there? Yeah, I really like the uh, the Bulls minus three. I also like the Philly uh, minus three, but it's gone up to three point five. At least that's on the DraftKings sportsbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, you know the Warriors, I really like the plus four point five. Even though I'm a Lakers fan, so <laughs> I kind of feel gross on that. Um, but yeah, uh, those are the three. Those are the three games that that stood out to me. All right. Fantastic, man. And um, I'm actually playing a couple of unders on, on points totals. I, I'm more of a props guy, but um, props aren't available to me right now. I'm not I'm I'm in Kansas and I can't go to like DraftKings or, or whatever. But um, but anyways, I've got some unders on the points totals. I've got Pacers Hornets uh, under 228.5 total points. And I'm playing that at minus 110, 1.1 unit to win one unit. Um, Pacers and Hornets are both struggling the preseason to score the basketball. The, the Pacers are scoring 104 per game, and, and the Hornets are scoring 99, 93.3 per game in the preseason. Um, and, you know, I might not take into account this line, you know, the fact that Levert and TJ Warren are going to be out and they're, they're out with injuries. So, um, you know, Pacers scored a shade over a 115 per game last season. Hornets scored a shade over 109. So that gives me a little bit of wiggle room, I feel like. And um, I think Terry Rozier will play. Um, but Gordon Hayward's a little less likely because he is in the health and safety protocol. So I'm not sure if he's going to be able to shoot up for their first game. So that'll help my under bet there a little bit too. So I've got Pacers Hornets under 228.5 total points. I've also got Sixers Pelicans under 227.5 total points. I'm playing that at minus 110, 1.1 unit to win one unit. Uh, Pelicans, another team just just struggling to score in this preseason. They're 99.8 points per game uh, in the preseason. And I just I struggle to see guys how the Pelicans are going to be successful or be able to initiate their offense at all without Zion Williamson. Uh, you know they're kind of relying on him to play that play that point forward role because they don't really have a great uh, point guard or a penetrating guard on their team. So um, you know who knows how long Zion's out for? I think it's going to be a struggle for them without it. And then um, Sixers, I'm assuming Ben Simmons isn't going to play. Um, I still think it doesn't really matter though because um, you know. The Sixers are fine on offense without Ben Simmons. Um, they've been middle of the pack in pace, though, uh, without Ben Simmons in this preseason. And then last season, they're about 12th. So they're 15th in preseason this in this preseason this this season. And they were 12th uh, during the regular season last season with Ben Simmons. So a little bit of slower pace. I think that might help, might help my under a little bit, too. So uh, those are the two ones I'm, I'm riding there. Sixers Pelicans under 227.5. Pacers Hornets under 228.5. And I also ask you guys, 
before we got on here to find a really fun bet. We're going to do our first ever free play. There you go. A little free play action here on uh, BSBP. I'll give you guys one free unit here to throw on a parlay that's plus 1,000 or better, I guess, or worse odds. I, I don't know how you want to call that. But um, in these opening games, it can be a same-game parlay. It can be multiple game outcomes. So uh, what do you guys got, Mr. Trey? What do you got there? So instead of doing the four-team teaser, if you if I get the 76ers minus 3.5, the Warriors plus 4, the Bulls minus three, the Timberwolves minus four and a half, and the Blazers minus five and a half, all to cover. That's plus twenty four hundred odds. All right. So I'm I'm banking on those five teams to all cover. Okay. You got anything for us, Stephen? Um. Do you want to come back to me? I must have missed yeah. that part on the. Um, no, no worries. No worries. I'll put one together right now for you guys. <laughs> okay. All right. He's on the spot, man. That's impressive. Nice. Right. Uh, it's a free play, anyways. Don't worry. Throw throw it at whatever, man. Get plus five thousand million odds. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, uh, son. What do you got? Yeah, I had the uh, the Sixers minus three, well, three point five. Bucks minus one. Uh, Bulls minus three. Lakers plus four point uh, four point five. So that's plus twelve fifty eight uh, for the four game. All right. Okay, plus I got 12. one now. Okay, go ahead, man. So I'm going to do my Celtics plus one, like I was saying, and then I'm going to combine that with the magic money line against San Antonio. I think, you know, I when both teams aren't that great, I like just betting the dog and say, hey, they're going to have to win eventually. They'll, you know these teams are still going to win about 20-plus games, so why not against a team like San Antonio? And then I'm going to do the same thing with Houston against Minnesota, where I actually am pretty high on Minnesota this year. But Jalen Green, I think, will be more ready than most rookies are, given that he played in the G League as opposed to college. And I could just see Houston coming out. And I think Steven Sauce is the most underrated coach in the NBA. I could see them coming out and just playing well against a team that, you know, they just filed their GM. There's still questions on whether they're going to trade for Ben Simmons or not. And, yeah, so I'm playing with house money, so why not? <laughs> Why not? That's right. Uh, cool, man. That, that's awesome, man. I've got um, I've got a six link parlay. I went a little overboard here, uh, just like I always do. Um, I got Lakers over Golden State Warriors as the, the money line there. I've got Bulls minus three over Pistons because I just I'm a homer, so it's just what it is. I've got Sixers minus three point five over the Pels because again Zion Williamson out. I just don't know how that team's going to score. Uh, I've got Minnesota money line over the Rockets, and then I've got uh, OKC plus. 11.5 against Utah. OKC, I think they're going to be better than people give them credit for. They sit a lot of people at the end of the season. People forget that they're actually about a 500 team. And the, the um, Jazz, last two, two of the last three seasons, their opening game, um, they won all of them, I think, all three. But they were pretty close games, you know, six, seven points. So uh, I'm going OKC plus 11.5 to cover there. And I'm also going uh, Nuggets plus 6.5 up against uh, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I think uh, – uh, even without Jamal Murray, the, the Nuggets are going to be just fine with the Jokic and all that. So I uh, don't know who wins that game, but I think Denver can cover that plus 6.5. So altogether, that's a plus 3,053 odds. I'm putting my little free unit there uh, to win some some bonus odds there. So Make it rain. Awesome. Make it rain. Make it rain. Make it rain. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, man, I love it, man. Yeah. Hey, li listeners, watchers, whoever you are out there, if you like our locks, you can get access to those and many more from the fantastic bettors over at Hoopball by signing up for Hoopball's Wager Pass. That's just $14.99 a month. You can get access to all the calls of every single Hoopball capper. And, guys, you get access to them via Discord uh, to discuss uh, breaking news as it happens in real time. Uh, 
whatever bets you got going on, fantasy questions. I mean, you got to get the fantasy pass for that, but you get you, you, you get the point. You get to talk to people. Uh, just go to hoopball.com. That's hoop-ball.com and let them know that Keith and Trey from BSBP sent you so they can so go, who, who are those, those people? No, uh, they love us over there. So anyways, guys, we're going to sign off here, but before we do, I got one more question for you guys. I kind of threw it at the end here. You probably didn't have a lot of time to think about it. Off the cuff, Kyrie Irving over under 42 games played. What do you got, Trey? Trey. Under. I got the under. <laughs> you got the under. under I got 42. the under. Okay, good. Son, what do you got? Yeah, I'm taking the under. Taking the under? What do you got there? I might take the under even if he was vaccinated and he wasn't sitting out. Right. The fact that he's- I'm calling BS. I don't want to use a BS, so I'm using my BS. I'm calling BS on all of you. I'm going over 42. Boom, that's our gentleman's bet. You guys are going to be locked into that bet now. Um, no, I, Is that I, because I think, he gets traded or because he gets vaccinated? No, I think he's going to get vaccinated. I think he's uh, he's $150 million extension pulled off the table. That's a lot of money, man, even if you're Kyrie Irving. So uh, I'm willing to take a wash on this. But, uh, no, I think he, he he's going to play about maybe 50, 55, maybe even 60 games. I think he might be in that range. So uh, it's all good, man. That's uh, But, hey, that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, that's our season opener special, man. That's awesome. I want to thank Son and Steven for joining us, guys. You guys are just uh, great guests, man. I hope you, we can have you back on. Hope you guys had fun. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, guys, if you're out there watching, listening, hit that like and subscribe button wherever you're listening to get updates for new shows as they drop. And please, 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 please leave us a review, especially on iTunes. Just give us that little five stars. Uh, means so much to us right now, man, uh, and trying to get discovered, trying to get more people to listen in, watch, and all that. So uh, know you're listening. Just just go do it. it takes two minutes. Uh, I'm Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBP. That's BSBP Keith, at BSBP Keith. Trey, where, do they, where can the people find you? I'm on Twitter at Final Finally. All right. And Steven Sun, uh, Sun, where, where can people find you? Uh, at S-T-A-N underscore Sun. Uh, you know, I just want to say thanks for having me on. It was uh, great, you know, meeting you guys. I uh, was really, you know, had a good time just talking to loops and things like that. Absolutely, man. Well, I hope you have you on again. And uh, Stephen, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at the underscore NBA goal. That's N-B-A-G-E-L-L. Um, listen to the NBA goal podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And listen to Bird Rights, which is actually a hoopball podcast that will be starting. Hopefully the launch will be sometime next week. So be on the lookout for that. And yeah, again, thanks. thanks so much for having me. Yeah, man. Hope, hope to have you on also, also again. So, uh, and don't forget to follow the show's Twitter account, guys, at, at BSBP underscore NBA. We're going to start dropping shows midweek now that the uh, season is going to be starting during the daytime. So just be on the lookout for those. Um, but we're going to see you all back here next weekend for some more BSBP fun. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Later, guys. See you later. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.